last word on health on Today FM. With Benelin non-drowsy chesty coughs. Gets to work fast. Always read the label. Dr. Brian Higgins is with us for our weekly last word in health. We're going to talk about snoring and sleep apnea. But then, Brian, is there anyone who actually ever admits to snoring, even if they can't have any way of knowing themselves if they do or don't? I think there's always somebody. One thing you learn in my job is never say no one or never. So I'm sure there's somewhere there's someone out there that'll admit, but I suppose won't people most people won't most people won't actually know. I think often when people come into me, they've they've been asked by a significant other or somebody who lives with them to just bring up their snoring to see if it may be a problem. Why might it be a problem? Well, snoring first off is very 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 common. About forty percent of people between the ages of forty and sixty will 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 suffer with snoring, and it affects men a little bit more than it affects women. But for people who snore, it can actually be a medical condition called obstructive sleep apnea, which is actually a very dangerous condition. It really uh, increases um, mortality rates in people. But even for people who suffer with snoring, even if they don't have obstructive sleep apnea, they do suffer with higher rates of illnesses like uh, cardiovascular disease, hypertension and diabetes. Why is that? It's probably there's probably um, a number of factors to it. One People who uh, consume excess alcohol, people who smoke and people who live with obesity are all at much higher risks of both snoring and obstructive sleep apnea. And everyone in those categories would be at increased risk of ischemic heart disease and diabetes. Um, and also as well, if you are a snoring and, and it's a, a case where you're getting these episodes um of hypopnea where you're not breathing very much or apnea where you're not breathing at all that's really going to interfere with your quality of sleep and we do know that during the day your body tends to break down as we use it and it heals when we're sleeping so if we're not getting good quality sleep we're going to have much higher rates of all illness how much impact can alcohol have on it absolutely massive absolutely massive um the uh, if you think what happens when we snore if you can imagine when you dream, you're active in your dreams, you're moving. So our body effectively paralyzes itself when it's asleep. If you've ever picked up a, a young kitty or a toddler when they're asleep, they're really uh, flaccid and floppy. Um, and adults are just the same. But what happens there is as we fall asleep, the muscular cho- tone within our pharynx, that area behind our nose and behind our tongue, that tones tends to relax. And especially for people with either an abnormally shaped jaw or a large ne- neck, what can happen is that tissue can close on itself and the neck effectively um, it starts to choke the person. And that's what's causing that loud noise. And if it's very severe, it can, it can obstruct breathing altogether. And if alcohol does that to you, can sleeping tablets do the same if they relax the same parts of the body? Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, exactly. And that, that's why when people come with snoring, we'll often uh, look at lifestyle measures first and foremost. If somebody's obese, we'll try to get their weight reduced uh, to try reduce the circumference of the neck to remove that tissue fat. If somebody's on sleeping tablets, um, which ideally people shouldn't be on long term anyway, because there are multiple negative health effects with them, we'll try stop them, and then we'll try smoking cessation and reduction of alcohol, usually as our first steps. Okay, but tell us about other preventative measures. Give us the example of the one that uses a tennis ball. I love the tennis ball one. Somebody told me that years ago uh, and it works really well. If you think what happens when we are, if you even lie back yourself and you you put a hand on your neck, that almost imitates what's happening with the tissue in the neck. And as you press, 
um, with gravity, it, it squashes the neck. If you can get somebody lying on their side, that that the neck isn't being squashed backwards and the airway isn't being closed. So if you get somebody to stitch a tennis ball or strap a tennis ball onto their shoulder, when they roll over to their back in their sleep, they just won't be comfortable and they can roll back over onto their side. And if you're on your side, you it's really much more difficult to snore. Okay, now if things like being careful with your alcohol, not taking sleeping tablets, using the tennis ball doesn't work, what can be done? The next thing is we would generally try assess the person and we'll try assess them as their GP to see if they are suffering with sleep apnea or it's just simple snoring. If someone has sleep apnea, sleep apnea is a really dangerous condition and that is generally treated with not only lifestyle measures but a machine called a CPAP machine which is a a little mask that goes over the nose and the mouth and it blows in positive pressure air to open up the airway and it really has a a huge improvement in quality of life Um, and that's the treatment for obstructive sleep apnea. For people who suffer with snoring but don't quite meet the requirement for obstructive sleep apnea, there's a couple of different measures we can do. Sometimes people will have allergies, um, and especially now coming into the springtime or if people have dust allergies during the winter, their allergies can cause the tissue in their nasal airways to swell. And we might prescribe a nasal steroid, which will reduce the swelling, open up the airway, and is often a very good treatment for snoring. Other people may be due to the shape of their jaw, could really be, um, uh, benefit from uh, what's called a mandibular advancement device. And we might refer to a dentist who, who, is an, a, who is a specialist interest in this area who can fit a person for a little device which pulls their low, lower jaw forward and opens up the airway. There are also th- other things people can try. Um, there are these little bands that people can get and put on their nose, but there's not brilliant evidence for them. That said, they're very cheap and they're worth a try. Is it an age issue? Because there's one listener here who says, my five-year-old snores loudly every night, has done since he was a baby. Is this normal? Um, it, it, it's not normal. And it is snoring is more common in adults. What you have to remember with kids is kids have tiny airways. If you've ever slept beside a newborn baby, they're loud. They sound like little piglets in the bed beside in the in the cot beside you. And that's because the airways are so tiny. And if you have anything obstructing that airway, a little bit of mucus, it makes a lot of noise. Some children who either have enlarged tonsils or enlarged adenoids, that can impede the flow of air in the sinuses and they can be loud snorers. And children actually can suffer with sleep apnea as well. It's less common than it is in adults, but it can be a problem. Now, we will do a similar test. It's called polysomnography or sleep apnea test, and that can be done on children. Um, But with kids, if they don't have sleep apnea, we don't treat them at all, but they can actually be treated. And that's usually by an ENT surgeon to have their tonsils or adenoids uh, removed if necessary. But a lot of these little kids with big adenoids and big tonsils that snore, they will grow out of them as those airways get bigger and air can move easier. Dr. Brian Higgins, GP from Galway Primary Care. Thank you for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.